Welcome to Junior L's and Now What, interlude episode 29.5, ultimate episode 68. So probably one of the bigger things that happened is I turned 40, 4-0. You know, for a lot of people, that's a big deal. I'll be honest with you, I haven't really hit an age that I've been that excited about, except for some of the kind of cooler prime numbers. So like 47, that was, or 37, that was kind of cool. Kind of looking forward to 41, because, you know, prime and all that. Uh, 42, obviously the biggest and the most important of all the birthdays because, you know, the number 42, the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. So um, got some cool gifts. Um, and, uh, you know, the hard part about this particular birthday is I pretty much worked through all of it, including the weekend before and after, which really sucks. Um, but, you know, say lovey. I got a job, so I can't complain. Um, or at least not that much. Anyway, uh, one of the other things that happened recently that's kind of comical is, uh, so we've lived in our house now for going on uh, just over three years. And uh, so, you know, we've we put in the yard and all of that, you know, the, uh, expanded the driveway and other various things. But there's a section in our backyard that we never finished because we had plans, but because of you know city ordinances when we were building our house and that type of stuff we were able never never able to bring to fruition well now we finally can so we've issued some requests to get some bids back from some landscapers to work on you know zero scaping part of it putting a little kind of a, a pagoda or a uh, some kind of structure back there for us to be able to enjoy because our backyard is west facing. So in the evening it gets pretty hot and a lot of direct sun. It's a newer neighborhood so there's not a lot of trees. And because of elevation differences, our backyard neighbors are just low enough that their house doesn't provide any shade for our yard at all. Anyways, so we've had two bids in the last four weeks. Both of them gave basically the same instructions. And it's just interesting the the stark contrast between the two bids and the types of people. Uh, The first person who provided us the bid uh, was pretty easygoing, amiable, quick, I'll admit. Um, And he came away with a bid that was... um, uh, just like under uh, 20 grand, which still feels like a really big number. But you know, part of this bid process is to just give us a ballpark, give us an idea of how much we're, we're talking about. Second person came, they were very, this is the way you should do it, and this is what will be the best for you kind of mentality. And when they gave us the bed, bid, it was $60,000. So it was close to four times the amount of the first bid. Again, same basic instructions. So anyways, I just thought it was kind of interesting. I don't know, maybe in the day and age we live in now, they're so busy they can ask whatever they want to and people are willing to pay it. Um, So anyways, all I've got to say is wow and no, the second guy's not getting the business. Uh, So anyways, having said that, um, because I'm putting uh, some emphasis on the cars and I actually have some fun stories to share with this one, I'm going to move on to the spiritual bit for a minute. Um, This is a passage from... The Book of Mormon, Alma, chapter 30, uh, I'm sorry, the Book of Mormon, the Book of Alma, chapter 30, verse 44. And this is what it says. But Alma said unto him, thou hast had signs enough. So this is Alma talking to one of the many people who are, you know, dissenters or people who are trying to bash the uh, the, the, the church and what have you. Um, thou hast had signs enough. Will ye tempt your God? Will ye say, show unto me a sign? 
when ye have the testimony of all these thy brethren, and also all the holy prophets, the scriptures are laid before thee, yea, and all things denote there is a God, yea, even the earth and all things that are upon the face of it, yea, and its motion, yea, and also all the planets which move in their regular form do witness that there is a supreme creator. There are a couple of reasons why I really like this passage. Uh, the first and foremost is, as you well know from my podcasts up to this point, is I'm a huge fan of astronomy. And Alma the Younger, I think uh, some have said, is kind of the astronomer of the Book of Mormon. And that's partially just due to the fact that he's one of the few people who specifically references uh, planets and other astronomical things. So that just kind of excites me. But the other thing is, is he's talking to a person who's intentionally trying to combat him when it comes to things like gospel or proof or any of those types of things. And the first thing he does, or first things that he does really, is not whip out proof or whip out evidence. He specifically talks about testimonies and witnesses, which I really like because I think that boils down to this uh, relevant element of faith which is so incredibly important to uh, us in this mortality, regardless of whether you're a religious person or not. Um, Faith is quintessential to our very makeup. Uh, I've talked at length about that in previous podcasts, so I won't revisit that now. But um, I thought that that was really cool, that that was where he began, and really that's where he ended uh, that whole section. I mean, if you want uh, to have some kind of miracle before you, uh, to witness, uh, obviously this didn't end well for the individual that he was talking to because the the proof or the miracle or whatever you want to call it ultimately ended with his demise. Um, and so and be careful what you ask for, right? Um, anyway, so having said all of that, let's let's move on to uh, this week's top three uh, or the, the next three vehicles uh, that I either owned or drove. Um, in the course of my life. So uh, the first three that I had mentioned was the uh, small Toyota pickup that I first learned to drive in. Then there was the orange and white GMC pickup that I drove. And then uh, there was my 62 Ford Falcon, which uh, was, again, a really, really fun car and a great one to kind of learn to drive in. The next one, so this is the fourth vehicle that I drove. This was a uh, 19... I believe it was a 77 Silverado, so a Chevrolet Silverado. This had a, uh, it was a half ton, so it was a shorter bed. It had um, kind of all the bells and whistles that it could have had when it was manufactured. So it had this 400 cubic inch engine. It had a four barrel carburetor. It had two uh, gas tanks. It had automatic four wheel drive, so you didn't have to get out and lock the hubs. It had uh automatic windows. It had automatic locks. Um, we tore out the stereo system from my Falcon when we sold it and moved it to the truck. Part of the reason, even though I love the Falcon, that we that I wanted to get rid of it and get the truck is we lived on hills and in areas where there was lots of changes in elevation, and there just wasn't enough power in that car to get me where I wanted to go, especially since I enjoyed skiing and I wanted to get up in the mountains. And so getting the truck was a kind of a logical transition. Uh, this truck really is to this day one of my all-time favorite vehicles that I've ever owned. Part of it's because of experiences that I had. Part of it's just because it was a fun, kind of meaty, powerful truck. 
Um, it had lots of power, and uh, it had the right build, so I could have some fun with it. Uh, if you looked at it from the front, it had one of those bumpers on it that kind of had the, I, I call them like vampire fangs. They were like the rubber uh, uh, vertical pieces on the front, the two of them uh, on the kind of the chrome bumper, and that was really cool. So a couple of things that happened in that. Um, I learned a lot of mechanical things in that car. So uh, it had two gas tanks that were both rusted out. So when we got the truck, uh, I replaced one of them myself, which was really kind of cool. I mean, obviously, I had some help from my dad, who's far more mechanically minded than I am. Uh, but that was my first real foray into making radical changes to a vehicle. Um, there was some unique issues with the, uh, the engine block and the starter motor. So I ended up replacing the starter motor on that a few times, which was very uh, educational as well, to say the least. Um, driving home one day and uh, the, um, I believe it was the, the coolant line blew off. And so uh, I almost, you know, steam started coming out of the engine. So I had to pull over literally two houses from my house to fix it. So I didn't blow up the engine. Um, I, uh, I had an interesting experience running from a cop once. Um, not something I would advocate or really drill into necessarily, but um, the, the short story is I was driving uh, to pick up my sister from, from uh, some uh, appointment she had. Uh, we were on our way home. Uh, my sister's younger than I am, didn't have a license, so I was kind of her chauffeur. Both of my parents were gone at the time, and I'd had a rotten day. And so we were driving home, and I got really just frustrated at something. And so in this meaty truck traveling up this hill, I just floored it. Well, not the wisest thing to do in a speed limit of 30. I got up to 60 or so pretty rapidly and uh, kind of said, oh crap, we're in trouble because as I'm doing so, we passed a cop who saw me immediately and immediately um, went to react. To my advantage, we were on a windy road that had a lot of elevation changes and so it took this cop a minute to flip around because they were going the opposite direction to follow me. And so um, I turned to my sister and I said, well, we have a choice. We pull over, we try to hide in the neighborhood, or we get home as fast as we possibly can in hopes that maybe he just won't uh, uh, bother us there. Um, she looked at me and I said, all right, we're going to get home as fast as we can. And so uh, I climbed the hill and swerved through the neighborhood at a very um, unwise speed. Let's go with that. Something I would never advocate from somebody. Needless to say, we got to my house before the cop did, and we pulled into the driveway, and I turned to my sister, and I said, okay, now get it very calmly, like we did nothing wrong, like that was going to fool the cop. And to our advantage, the cop pulled up to the house very slowly, like it was so obvious in his eyes what we did, and then he sped off again. So maybe there was another call, maybe it just wasn't worth his time, maybe because he couldn't clock me, he couldn't prove anything, I really don't know. All I know is... I won. Woohoo, gummy. Um, so uh, this was also the vehicle I drove most through high school. And uh, my wife and I uh, actually met in high school. And uh, I gave her multiple rides home in that truck. And so that was kind of a cool little, I don't know if you want to call it a coincidence or not. Um, I had a fire in that truck. Uh, not anything like to write home about, but I was... Uh, I, as I mentioned a moment ago, we transitioned the stereo from my Falcon. And again, this is obviously a, a stereo that didn't exist when the Falcon was uh, built. But we transitioned the stereo from the Falcon to the truck. And I apparently didn't ground it right. So I'm at school one day and I'm, I'm firing the truck up to get home and smoke starts coming out of the dashboard. 
needless to say, it damaged the stereo uh, just enough that it still worked, but it wasn't quite as good as it could have been going forward. We fixed the grounding problem, so I didn't have any future problems with that. But anyways, that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, I also went to uh, college for a year after high school uh, out of state. And it was about a four to five hour drive, and I drove that truck uh, to and from on the weekends that I came home on. So for an older vehicle, it was kind of impressive that it held up as well as it did in those kind of um, travels. And one of the other tidbits of kind of intrigue is, you know, those older vehicles, they were loud. And this truck especially had a lot of, of volume to it. And there was one particular occasion where a member of my family was having a birthday, and uh, it was the night before the birthday, and I totally had spaced it. I don't know if it was just the teenagery in me, if it was, you know, I was busy, whatever, but I totally forgot to get them a gift. And so my whole family was downstairs in our basement watching a movie, and I said, oh, I'm going to go be back. And I used to go up in the kitchen and like what I call power pace, sometimes for hours, where I would just go back and forth and back and forth and just let my imagination run. So my family must have assumed I was doing something like that. What I did instead is I snuck up to my bedroom, crawled out the window, crawled across the roof to my truck, um where I could kind of, because I used to park the truck on the side of the house, I jumped into the bed of the truck, (laughs) put the truck into neutral, pushed it into the road. Thankfully, the street wasn't that busy. Coasted about halfway down the block before I turned the truck on because I knew my family would hear it. And then I did all of that, did all the shopping. And then when I came home, drove up higher up the hill and then shut the truck off, put it into neutral, and then coasted into the driveway and snuck back into the house the way I came in, and none's the wiser. So um, again, not something I would advocate, but it was an experience that I had in the truck. So there you go. Um, eventually sold the truck. Uh, if I had the means of buying it again, I don't know that I would just because it was old enough and had some mechanical issues, but to have something like it again, that was it was kind of awesome. So um, great teenager truck because whatever happened to it, it wouldn't have mattered. So the next vehicle I had was after I got home from my, uh, from my mission. So I served a two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, from the ages of 19 to 21. Uh, I, I needed another vehicle, so I ended up buying a, a, another truck. And this was a uh, kind of a smaller Mazda uh, pickup. Not, all, uh, not anything to write home about. Um, it was a fine vehicle at uh, four-wheel drive, blah, 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 blah. We really didn't hold on to it, my wife and I, for very long. Because after I got home from my mission, um, my wife and I got married about six months later. Long story, whatever. Ended up getting rid of the truck within about a year of being married, maybe a year and a half. So I had the truck for probably close to two years. Uh, and it did fine. It had some mechanical issues, uh, an engine problem. Um Probably one of the biggest and coolest things about that truck is that's what my wife and I took on our honeymoon because we honeymooned in West Yellowstone in the winter. And that was kind of cool uh, because, you know, with that four-wheel drive and what have you, the, the bad weather wasn't super difficult, even though most of the time we were up there, we were on snowmobiles. Uh, but uh, that was kind of a cool experience, to say the least. And it was a manual, and I enjoyed ma- driving manuals, at least back then. Not much story behind it besides that, though. And then the third car to, to talk about during this podcast is it wasn't actually mine to begin with. It was a, a Dodge Neon that my wife had purchased prior to us getting married. And, and I can't remember the exact year of it. I believe that um, the Neons were actually made by um, Plymouth. 
and then uh, migrated over to Dodge. Must have been around the time Plymouth went out of business. So it was around that time frame that she bought it. And when I was a teenager, I worked at a uh, oil changing place. And I remember when the neons kind of came out on the market, um, they weren't really raved. And so I was a little leery when my wife and I started dating because she had this neon and she loved it. I mean, it was a little two-door thing. She just thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And perhaps I'm putting too many words in her mouth, uh, but she absolutely loved it. And so I was kind of like, well, okay, I've never driven one before, so we'll kind of grain of salt this and see how it goes. And yeah, it, we had a couple of mechanical issues with it we were able to get fixed uh, all under warranty. But I'll be honest with you, it was a fun car to drive. Um, after we got married, we ended up getting rid of my truck and replacing it with another vehicle, which I'll talk about in another podcast. And that became her vehicle. And so the neon kind of became mine. And uh, it was just a fun car. Like I always picture myself as a truck guy. Like I like being above the other cars and I still do. But that car taught me that, uh, you know what? It's really fun to have a, a little kind of buzz around car. And every once in a while, I'd put the seat as far down and as far back as I could go. And I'd ride the steering wheel on the bottom and I could barely see over the steering wheel. Kind of felt like some kind of gangster. Um, and that was fun. So, yeah. Put that out there. Um, so that's it uh, as far as the cars for this particular podcast. This particular podcast ran long, so I guess I had a lot to talk about. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys are happy. Have a spectacular weekend or week or whenever it is you're listening to this. And um, here's just kind of a little joke to end this podcast with. Uh, here's what it says uh, The wife asked the husband, Could you please go to the store and get one carton of milk? And if they have avocados, get six. A short time later, the husband returns home with six gallons of milk. The wife asks, why do you have six gallons of milk? And the husband says, because they had avocados. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening.